Hello and welcome to the Men of Action podcast, where we bring on the best men, the most stellar men, the most attractive men, because they have it in them to be a warrior who felt like a zero until they recognize the hero within them. And today, I got a strongman competition for you, competitor, and he actually went through the strongman, and he plays, I believe he plays 11 out of 12 for your first one. He's got a disease that's impacted him and how he's using that story to inspire the nations. We're going to learn more about that. So welcome to the pod, Austin. Thanks for having me, bro. I'd love to be on these podcasts, man, sharing my story. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to it. This is actually our second time doing this because the first one, you know what, in all honesty, just being transparent, you know, it was I love your passion. Unfortunately, the audio didn't love your passion because it was kind of glitchy, so... Second time's the charm, as they say. So, Austin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, I'm from Minnesota. I'm 21 years old. I work in surgery right now, uh, as I post about a little bit on Twitter. That's where you can find me the most at. But my big thing is I was born with a – it's one of the most rare neurological diseases, but it's very well known. It's called Charcot-Marie-Tooth Disorder. Some of you might be familiar with that. will tune in here. Basically, what it is is it damages the peripheral nerves of, like, your arms and your legs and your feet and hands – it can even cause like breathing problems. A lot of those symptoms involved are like muscle atrophy and wasting, uh, hammer toes, high arched, rigid feet, a lot of balance problems, instability, even just walking and standing, um, just a lot of numbness and coldness in the feet and hands, um, just a lot of uh, a lot of quality of life problems that can really hinder you from doing a lot of things. But I never let that stop me. Um, you know, my dad was born with it. It carried down to me and my brother. Um, we grew up wrestling, which was a very tough uh, challenge to get through, being how physical the sport of wrestling and like the world of MMA is uh, right. being, you know, we were not the most athletic guys. I'll be honest right now. We struggled a ton going through it. Um, and I eventually had a teammate about 13 years old that uh, just had me get in the weight room with him. He saw some potential in me, wanted me to start going. He picked me up in the mornings and took me there. And uh I soon realized how much I was very weak in the legs, like with balances. I couldn't even do an air squat, a lunge or step up, like without falling up literally on my ass. I, I would literally oh fall God. over. And uh, it just came to a point where I had a lot of, a lot of confidence issues growing up. You know, I was bullied through high school with it. I grew up with casts and braces on my feet. Um, it just wasn't really, you know, I didn't fit in a lot. I was always that kind of outsider, regardless, even after I lost the casts and braces and just kind of said, Hey, we got to, tackle this on our own now this isn't fixing nothing there's no cure for this can't go away and uh you know I had a, a big coming to moment as the years went on through high school of like I need to figure something out here you know I I never let anything stop me but it always took a little bit you know I was a very slow learner and it took me till about age 17 to learn how to just do an air squat and then a couple of years wow. later just to learn how to lunge without falling over or use something to hold me up with and that, that's kind of my big story that I go about, you know, and four years later, looking on, I'm, I'm squatting 300 for reps. I'm lunging with weight for half mile distances every now and then um, just doing a lot of things that I have people with CMT reaching out to me saying, hey, dude, like science and doctors are saying you shouldn't be able to do this. How are you able to do this? And I really don't have a, a set answer with them. It's just, you know, I look back on it and all I think of was just one word was grit. Yeah. That, that, that's all it took was just grit and dedication. I just had a no quit mentality because my biggest thing was trying to fit in when I was younger and being, I was kind of the outsider. I was, I wasn't very athletic. I would stand out just walking down the hallway and um, just a lot of things I wanted to try and fit in. So I, I did it for a lot of the wrong reasons growing up, but now I figured out my reasons why, and I'm starting to 
to see the fruit of it come true of my grit that's came through to it. So uh, you, now I use that story to inspire other people. And that's just kind of a quick gist of it. Yeah, I know in one of your tweets, I know it's been a little bit. I know that you were even able, you were able to speak in front of your church about, mm-hmm. um, did you did you speak about CMT or is it something else? Yeah, so uh, when I really got into faith this last year, when I was just all in on it, um, I had a family that invited me to church. I eventually met the pastor there. He's just the most hype man you'll ever meet. Great pastor, great man. He said, I want to get to coffee with you one day. And uh, mm-hmm. I went over to the church, had coffee with him. He's like, just tell me everything about you. And we proceeded to talk for the next two hours just about everything about me and uh, my past and all the struggles I've been through and um, growing up how I did. And, and he just sat there and his eyes were about as big as just dinner plates. He was just like, dude, this is an insane story. He goes, I can just feel God working through us right now. He said, it's crazy. I got a series coming up on people struggling with what they have. And he was like, I want you to speak in front of the church. And I just, I kind of sat there like, really? And he goes, yeah, dude, you, you felt the potential. I want you to speak to, to people. So I think between three services, I spoke to well over a thousand people uh, on my story. Hey, just, just clapping, just getting up and just, they, you know, some people didn't understand it or quite comprehend it, but just seeing me walk, they could understand a little bit like, wow, this guy struggled just to walk, just to ride a mm-hmm. bike to do anything simple movements that most people are like, how can you not do that to be able to do right. what I am now more than most people even normal in the gym are doing or physically. So it was, it was really special to be able to do that. And uh, seeing the potential of how I can speak in front of people. I just have the the mission to speak in front of millions one day on my story. Cause you know, I think I get too close to my story and I sandbag it a lot. I, I kind of just, yeah. oh, okay, I brush off my shoulder. I've been through it, but a lot of people are like, dude, you need to share that out. Like so many people, need to hear that story and i this last year i really drilled it in my head that i do need to share it a lot more seeing how much i've helped people and changed their lives has been uh been like more than money could ever buy or anything else just having those compliments come through and the the dms like all the time that i get of how inspiring my story is like that's just god working and money could never make up for anything like that yeah i know and you know, when we first did this, I know you talked about your feet, but I didn't know about that affects your breathing even or even your hands. That's so some more, yeah, some more aggressive uh, types there. You know, I haven't ever found myself with terrible breathing problems. You know, I have a little bit of asthma with that growing up, but uh, nothing related to it. But some more aggressive cases can lead to breathing problems, essentially. And And the one thing that, you know, as hard as a mindset as it is to have this uh, disease is that, you know, I like to think of it as your body's literally wasting away, like crippling up. And it's just like, that's very hard to have a mindset of continuing to go. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I'm going to waste away regardless. Why even try? But here I am defying the odds. And I have people even tell me sometimes I would have never known you had anything wrong with you if you didn't tell me. And that that's like the coolest compliment to get yeah. on finally getting somewhere with it. Oh, especially like how tall you stand up too. I mean, I see you like a lot of pictures and you're not hunched over. You're not, you know, on your knees or anything. You're like standing up firm, straight, confident. And especially when I've seen you, you know, deadlift and everything like that. I mean, besides I've seen, cause, but that's kind of tricky because some legs do shake depending on like how heavy the weight is. So it's like, you would think that's just relatively normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Absolutely. Yep. Those kind of movements were, I had to have a lot of patience. God definitely taught me a lot of patience through those movements because what you see on my social media now was not what it was even a year ago. Like it was, it was like, I was just in the rookie numbers of trying to just figure out how to do this with a bar. And uh, right. yeah, it's, it's a lot of great progress, man. 
you know, that's, that's just incredible. Like how much grit you have in doing wrestling and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's something we didn't really discuss that also last time is, you know, getting bullied in school. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're a very friendly guy, very outgoing. I mean, I know it's always, I know, right. That's very stereotypical, right. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, wow, you got bullied. Like I would have never thought like you're tall, you're good looking and you look really strong. Right. I know yeah, in high school kids can be mean and just cruel. Especially yeah, working, absolutely. I used to work in high school, so they're not the nicest. But then again, it's they're people, right? They're just small versions of adults. Yeah, and so, and uh, in going through high school, man, with bullying, you know, I never, I, I don't look like I do right now. You know, um, I, I didn't look like I did going through high school. I didn't have the confidence I have now. Just that unwavering confidence. I I didn't have the. I don't. I even know how to explain it, but I just didn't have that kind of like go with the flow like I do now. Um, and didn't have God by my side. I was really, like I said, I was skin and bones. I was just kind of walking through the hallways, just, uh, trying to do my thing. And, uh, it just, it took a lot, lot out of me some days just to be able to be that way. I think it was just cause I was different. I was in a more vulnerable position than everybody else. You know, I wasn't the star athlete. Um, I wasn't the prom King or anything like that, but I was just amongst the crowd, just doing my own thing. And, and it's pretty crazy to see, you know, all the people at in high school that doubted me or picked on me from what I wanted to be where I'm now. Some of them look at me and I can tell they have that regret or that feeling of sorrow, like, oh, shit, that guy kind of he he did what he said he was going to do. And yeah. I didn't even think it come to this. I'm like, yeah, it's only the beginning, man. You don't even know what's coming. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because I know you see that a lot of times in movies, but you do see that in real life, though, too, is you see the guy who is a little bit odd or different or let's say a little bit slower at times. And then you see that guy just because they had a grind. Right. I mean, like grit. Right. That's your key word is they had a grit so hard to get to where they're at. And that's you, man. I mean, just like hearing about it and seeing you speak and everything you come from, you know, cause we, again, we've been following each other for months now and just seeing your progression has been just incredible how much you're trying to have that more positive, you know, confidence building. So what was kind of the catalyst of the beginning of making a decision to become more confident? Um, I think just I wanted to fit in was the big thing, you know, and I know that sounds bad looking at it now is all you just want to do it to fit in. But I soon realized how much you need confidence as a man to be a leader, not only for like your family you have now, but your, you know, my future wife, my future kids, I I have to have that confidence and be the leader that they need me to be that God wants me to be and God placed me here to spread his will and do what he needs for the kingdom every single day. Like he put me here for a purpose. And I realized that that purpose was to inspire people and to serve people in a way that showing them they can do anything with what they're given with the cards that they're dealt in life. So it just, it soon hit me one day that I was like, who am I? Like, I I need to really buckle down and just become like a leader more than ever right now, because if I don't do it now, I'm gonna have to play a lot of catch up in the future. Oh, sure. And you're young too. I mean, 21, man, you're young. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of time. I mean, trust me. As someone who's uh, pushing thirty, you know, and you know, so you got plenty of time, man. So don't don't worry about that. You're still got a whole lot to learn in life. And so, what are you doing now to kind of continue to build up that confidence? A uh, big thing I would say is just lead other people. You know, because okay. the more people I get around me, the more I know. Like I have people that I need to not like show up for, but I need to lead by example for, you know, have that integrity with. Um, Big thing is being in the weight room every day, uh, at least four to five times a week, 
you know, obviously because I'm training strongman now and I'm Spartan races and a lot of other stuff I, that keep me more accountable for it. Um, but the big thing there would just be being in the weight room and being around people that are like-minded. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your strongman. I just saw the pictures and then I saw some of the videos of you just, you know, kind of sometimes struggling. What was that thing? It was like kind of almost like a cross looking thing. It was like a pillar, but then it had like some sides to it. Yeah, it was a big, uh, they call it like a Celtic cross, I believe is what okay. it is. And right in the middle, they have it welded at the bottom and a peg and they drop plates down into there. And it's about oh. 100 bare. It's about 100 pounds bare and they dropped another 100 pounds in there for us. So you lifted 200 pounds? Yeah, carried 200 pounds, 80 feet total as fast as I could. Oh my God, that's insane. So I'm yeah. thinking like that whole thing was probably, you know, maybe 100 pounds, maybe mm -hmm. 120 or something like that, right? Yeah. I didn't know they put more weight inside and they were just like, I'm just going to carry this. Yep. Yeah, it was about, wow. about 200 pounds. That's insane. Okay, now that video makes it look more impressive. I think you gotta, you got to add that a little bit next time. Like, hey, by the way, this is like a 200-pound thing, by the way. <laughs> just add that a little bit in there. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, the competition was fantastic, though, man. Uh, like you were asking about Strongman. He said you only saw pictures, a couple of videos. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, reflecting back on it, this – competition shattered a lot a lot of disbelief that i could have like i thought i was going to care with me for a long time and it all started with just a roundtable conversation last july i was in indiana with uh matt moore and adam's cora sitting at a roundtable we we're just sitting at our airbnb eating some food and the other guys were outside in the yard playing with a frisbee and those guys were like we got a plan for you and i was like oh boy and when those guys say they got a plan like they mean it you know you, yes, they do especially those guys think they're bullshit you but weren't so they eventually said, you're doing, they, yeah, they said, We're, you're doing strongman next year. I, I looked at him with the most bizarre look like me, strongman. I'm built like a bodybuilder, like a thin bodybuilder does powerlifting. You want me to do strongman? They're like, yes, you're doing strongman. And uh, for the next hour, we kind of debated it. And they poured so much belief into me that I was like, I, I can't say no to this. And uh, pretty soon those guys said how much it would inspire other people despite what I have. Because most people wouldn't even think about competing in strongman without a disorder like I have. Right. So I eventually hired Matt for coaching and we worked the, about the next 15 weeks together. I scrapped together all extra money I could to buy a log press, buy some Atlas stones to get molded and sandbags and everything else. Farmer carry handles and belts and all this stuff and tacky, the use for the stones and you know, I had to get really creative with my setup and where I was going because I was limited on space, but I made it work and seeing it all come together was just the coolest thing. You know, like the the stone I had for comp weight, I couldn't even pick that one up off the ground four months prior. And then I soon was throwing it over a 54 inch bar for reps or, you know, the, the deadlift ladder that I had at like most numbers that I was doing there were just previous PRs 12 weeks prior. And, you know, I had never done a lot of these movements until about 10 weeks before the before the competition. So there's a lot of shattering wow. disbelief and, and having other guys join in the process with me and just seeing it all come together and really showing that I can do anything I set my mind to. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of days that I did doubt myself. I'm not going to beat around the bush with anybody. There's days where I question, why am I even here? But then there's days where I was like, I'm meant to be here. And yeah. And I went in there saying, I just want to complete all these events best I can with a smile on my face. And I did just that. And and uh, it was just a great experience overall. And it's only the start for me, man. Definitely not my last competition. Well, you know, you know me, man. I'm going to be supporting you on your journey. And and I just want to see you just crush, you know, no longer be like the 11th place that I saw that you posted, which is incredible, right? Because that's a good starting place because now there's only, way, only room for improvement going up, especially like 
you know, like barely hitting some PRs and then all of a sudden hit week 10 and 12 and you're just crushing things. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's impressive. So, I mean, you're definitely strong. I mean, I've seen your, I know you do those posts of your transformation journey and obviously we'll have that a little bit up here too. And that's just incredible where you went from, yeah, looking a little bit, you know, thin to just jacked. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. Putting on 16 pounds through the prep was like the coolest thing too. I was like, all right, I'm finally getting somewhere. I'm getting a little thick now. <laughs> so what is your diet? Because I know with the disease you have, I know you it kind of deteriorates pretty quickly and you kind of have to always like either be working out again like that four to six times. What about your diet? What's your diet look like just to maintain that kind of build? Um, a lot of protein. Protein's always a big focus in the meals. Um, you know, I, I don't have to worry a crazy amount about diet because, you know, I'll say my, my metabolism is very fast, I will say. Uh, but that doesn't make me neglect anything. I still eat very clean throughout the week. And then the weekends, I'll have whatever I want in moderation, you know, whether that's like a pizza for the night or right. something there. But I always focus on protein during my meals, eat my carbs around my training and just load up on them. And then, you know, lots of salt, good amount of fats during the day and just I keep it relatively healthy just because I know I don't want to put on a bunch of excess fat that I need to eventually lose. So just want to maintain a good, good posture and physique with that. Yeah, well, you definitely do, man. I mean, like I said, I just, especially with how much you're just working to improve, you are going to need all that protein and the good carbs. Mm-hmm. So yep. make sure you get those eggs in. I mean, that's like the best thing about Twitter is all the eggs. That's right, man. Six a day is what I roll with every day. Six a day. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I think I did that one day. I did six eggs just because I didn't want to. I had like one egg left. I'm like, there's no way I can buy this stomach this. But that's impressive. I'm always <laughs> impressed by how many times like I've seen people post like eggs, different styles of eggs, and how much eggs. I'm like, oh man, I got I got some room to go. Cause like, that's right. <laughs> that's right, man. We'll be buying a whole farms before we know it from which we eat. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I had thought about wanting to buy chickens, like doing some homesteading, get some chickens. That way I always have eggs. That's right, man. That's right. Yeah, I'm lucky. I got to hook up with a coworker that's got like, she gets about two dozen a day. So I'll get like a dozen every couple of days from her for a few bucks. And I got an in there. So <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's, hey, connections is everything. That's right, dude. That's that's the best thing about social media, man, is like Twitter. I mean, we would have never met. We would never be talking on this podcast. Well, no, Twitter, you know, and uh it's just crazy to see how everything comes to fruition with, I mean, social media can be a dangerous tool, but if you use it to your advantage, I mean, you can accomplish great things. And out of my circle, even in this last year, it came from social media. If it wasn't for the devices we're talking on, I would never have met any of you guys. I wouldn't be finding like-minded people or knowing how to level up all the time, learning the things I have, investing in the mentors and getting the honor of being on your podcast, man, speaking to the people. Yes, you know, same here. That's why, you know, it's like one of those things that unfortunately, because you see like on the news, you see everything just posts about social media and everything. And yes, there's some dangers to it, but it's all about the algorithm. Like if you like the only people I will follow are people who are like now in fitness mindset and like health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And when you do that and that's all you see, then that's going to be like how it's going to affect your mind. Like I'm glad we connected. Like I get to hear your story. I get to have an opportunity to, you know, use that to share it with other people because there's going to, I'm sure there's another Austin, you know, who's probably awkwardly walking through high school, who has that dream of being a strong man, but it's like, ah, oh, no, can I do this? And 
know, having you on here to speak to the masses and doing what you want to do to to work on your story, to have that opportunity for you to do that. It's just, it's a blessing. I don't, I, there's no other way to say it. It's mm-hmm. a blessing on both our ends to reach people, to help people, and to provide an, a platform for you to tell your story so that way you can speak to that Austin again or someone else who has a different disease that says, okay, I may not have this disease that he has, but I have something else. Mm-hmm. But that be motivation to go and do what you want to do, especially when you're crushing your records. I mean, there's nothing better than when you break a PR that you've been working for like months on. Absolutely, dude. That was my big one was uh, hitting a 315 squat was like the biggest thing next to lifting that stone for strongman because looking back, like I said, when I couldn't do an air squat four years ago to moving forward to doing three wheels on a squat was like, it took a ton of time, a lot of reps and practice, but breaking through that 300 rep range up to that was just insane. was like, I I like just, it builds so much confidence. You know, I I believe building confidence is doing what you say you're going to do. And and I've told so many people I'm going to squat 315 pounds. It's be like, okay, yeah, I I see it, you know, but then there's those rare few that will really hype you up to it. And then it's like, all right, look at it now. Like I'm building the confidence. I'm going to do everything I say I can do. Yeah, and if you get to get to 330 or 350, I'm saying it right now. Let's see that video. I want to see that video. I want to see you get all hyped when you do it. I want to see that beast inside you just come out that you did oh, that. Oh, dude, you're gonna see. It. You're gonna be one of the first ones to see it. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that to you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'll be sharing with the community, Twitter, everybody, man. I'll personally DM you the video just to get you hyped for the day. Oh, hey, you know, just. What gets me hyped for the day is honestly just seeing your passion from where you came from and even from I've known you, how much you're improving, whether that be in your faith, whether that be in your vulnerability, whether that be in just honesty of things and what you're going through. I mean, honestly, that's what hypes me up. It's just how much zest you have for life, how much love you have for life and how much you're willing to sacrifice to do what you want to do. I mean, I know you work like a lot of hours. I know you are on call and you know, that's obviously not easy, and you're still hitting the gym. You're still going outside. You're still going for those walks. I mean, I remember when we were on some uh, Zoom meetings, and you'd be outside just going for a walk. <laughs> that's right, man. Yeah, it uh, it's all crazy how much it, it's a blessing of what I have. You know, I will say putting God at the forefront this last year is the reason for my most success. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people use that, and people can call it cliche, but it's the truth because until you truly know God and you can see what he can bring into your life, I just, I like to tell people I wasn't given this disorder. I was blessed with this disorder because God had a purpose for me. You know, that's, it's so hard to see that as a blessing when you have something, because you know how hard, much harder you have to work to achieve something, Mm -hmm. whether you're working two, three times harder than the guy next to you, you know, whether it be genetics or just, you know, supplements or what have you, that you still have to work two to three times harder than someone to get what you desire. So just, to have that kind of growth mindset, that that mindset of a victor versus a victim that speaks volumes. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and it wasn't easy, man. Like I said, the victim mindset was there for a little bit, but I hit a few years back and I was like, this is enough of this. This ain't happening. I'm not going to let this carry in every other area of my life. And, uh, and it's only blossomed from there. And it's still blossoming every day. That's awesome. And that's why it's so key is having the right people around you. And that's why I love the community, you know, that we're both a part of with Elevate. 
and because it's it's needed it, without communities without tribes i mean we would maintain that victim mindset because it's easy right that's the, that's the easy path the hard path is to view things as a as a positive and not just like hey i think it's great and wonderful but it's like this is your situation this is the cards you've been dealt with you know use it to inspire use it to prove i know the common saying because we that gets kind of used is like the, to prove others wrong I like to take a different spin on it. I say, prove yourself right. Prove yourself right that you can do this, that you can follow your dreams and do what you want to do, and that you're going to be willing to put in all the work. Because that way, it becomes more. I think it becomes more of a, more of a blessing because it's kind of prideful to kind of say, "Well, I'm going to prove you all wrong that you guys have nobody," versus more humility, which is like, you know what? I owe it to myself to try. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, rather than doing it for other people, you do it for yourself. You do it for mm -hmm. the man above that blessed you with everything you have. It's it's so cool that you that you mentioned that because I think I even fall short of that a lot of times. Um, I still because I struggled immensely with comparing myself to other people. I mean, being the underdog in almost every situation that I went through in life, it it still haunts me to this day. Sometimes I got to do things for me and and God, not for everyone else around me. Yeah, I literally have in my office. I literally have. It posed by, by Theodore Roosevelt that comparison is a thief of joy. Amen to that, bro. Amen to that, seriously. And we all do it because I think it's because that's what we see. I mean, that's what we see, you know, all the time growing up, right? And the most common one is either having some challenges walking or someone sees your height and you're not as tall as the other guy. And, you know, you could be a shorter guy. Like, I'm only 5'5". Five five. You're probably like, you look like about six foot something. Yeah, about six four. Six four? Okay, you're okay. Nice. <laughs> but hey, it's awesome, right? But still, so obviously that's kind of more difficult when you have to walk is especially to squats. I know it's a tougher for a lot of taller guys from what I've been learning because like I guess how far you guys can go down. And correct me if I'm ever wrong, because obviously you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh that's one excuse too I had because I've always been a tall kid. I think I hit like six foot when I was like 15 years old. Like I was nice. extremely tall, you know, um, that was a big thing too. I, I played the excuse in my head of, I can't do these, these leg movements because I'm so tall. It's like, no, no, that's, that's just the victim mindset. That's the, the yeah. lower self playing into you. Just don't let it feed into you because I believe that, we entertain the thoughts that come into our head, every thought that entertains, and it's up to us to choose which ones we entertain because that's going to directly control the outcome of our situations. That's right. And that just means you have to do it every single day. I mean, those thoughts come in our minds, whether you want to call them intrusive thoughts, or if you want to call them supplement beliefs, I mean, those are thoughts that are going to come to you every single day. And we have to make that decision. This is where it really becomes that victim mindset. Are we going to entertain these thoughts? Are we going to listen to those thoughts? Are we going to just say, acknowledge that the thoughts there and then just move on but okay cool got got other areas my life to continue improve upon because that's life life is constantly improving and the more i talk to people you know and i talk to people you know of all different economic statuses races and everything on a daily basis and you know people who have a lot of money to no money and you'll find really quickly if you talk to people and listen to them long enough that everyone is faced with some type of challenge or something belief or insecurity or fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I believe that too. Uh, I believe that, you know, you can only run and hide for so long from your insecurities and your weaknesses that'll catch up to you because I don't care who you are, who you're standing in front of, who you make it look like they don't exist to you behind closed doors, behind anything else. People have a lot that they're dealing with. And that's where I really love the, the elevate community coming into play because like you say, we as men need community. We need each other more than ever. Now, you know, the suicide rates are climbing up, you know, everybody's so just alone now, you know, so, so many people are behind screens and they just don't know what get out means more and meet more people. And, and this is just a great opportunity for that. Um, just to, to be around other people that are going to do the same things and help push you and improve your life. Yeah. It's, it's good that you mentioned suicide because that's one of my passions is to, to help, especially with men. Cause for us, I, for as long as I've been studying, you know, mental health, psychology, I mean, men have always been four times more likely to commit suicide than females. I mean, that's just been, that stats been like that for, for a long time. There's, yes, there's a lot of different variables that go into it, but it's just one of those passions that it's like, if we can reduce that number, even by, you know, just say, I always do this. One of the models I would use is one life, uh, save one life, impact one life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one life at a time that we really focus on saving because that could create a ripple effect, a chain reaction where it gives another guy inspiration not to harm themselves you know and you know really find a community to to uh, join and be a part of because men are lonely i talked to a lot of guys they're lonely they're insecure they don't really have a good solid group and that's why i love twitter because you know it's easier to find those kind of guys to help inspire you whether you just hop on a call or a connection call like what we've done and be like it's like wow you you have those same thoughts like oh my gosh mm-hmm like that way we can build each other up yeah dude absolutely i think god really placed the community in front of me at the most perfect time it was like right when it started with like five members so it didn't really seem like what it is now when i joined but it it was at like the most perfect time because i didn't think there was anybody else on the face of the planet that seemed to do what i do and you know there's a few but i didn't realize there was these online communities being built i didn't realize that there was these opportunities to meet people and just get on a call i didn't think people were that genuine or that easygoing with it and you know Thank one you. phone call one phone call with matt who runs the community one of my best friends right now i mean he's just like it was crazy i was just one free phone call with him that he posted about connected me to now over a hundred people that are in the community. I've been on podcasts, spoke at church, the, the doubts that I've overcame, just one phone call can change it so much. And I love that, you know, seeing the lives that we've changed and prevented a lot from that. We may not even have known that they were struggling with the depression or anxiety, yeah. suicide, because it takes a lot to, for guys to get vulnerable and open up if they'd never been a part of something like that. So I believe yeah. that we're definitely changing lives in there all around. Oh, 100%. And it's like learning how to do with a guy too. You know, we're, Guys, sometimes we just have to call each other out, and that's where we respect each other. Like, obviously, when we use like one of the most like common words, you know, a guy's not okay, so when he says fine, <laughs> I mean, that's we can right. all laugh about it, but we all know it's true. We use the word fine, it's just like, okay, dude, what's up? And obviously, mm-hmm. that guy may not open up or want to talk about it, but there's something powerful. I'm like, okay, listen, I know you don't want to talk about it, but when you're ready, you better be hitting me up. Because mm-hmm. if not, I'm going to be following up. And when a guy actually does follow up, I think that gives that other guy like, okay, you're actually here for me. Like you actually care about me and appreciate me that you're not just calling me out, but now you're following up. So now you've done two things and to really know the person is like truly caring and investment in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I truly believe, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but, uh, um, 
Yeah. So following up, I think uh, authenticity is what I was going to go on. Um, yeah. I think truly authenticity is hard to find in this world and, and having a community like we do in Twitter, you know, outside of that circle, it's very hard to find people that are as authentic as we are and, and intentional. And that's one of the things that I really struggle with is trying to spread myself because I think when I started this journey, I expected other people to be like that, be as authentic and intentional. And it was really mm -hmm. kind of a letdown, but to be able to, to pour that into other people was really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a big risk, right? To open yourself up to somebody because we've all, we've all been scarred. You know, we've all thought we trusted somebody and then just things didn't go well. And I know I shared a personal story about that. So it's like, you know, you think you trust someone until you realize that they've done something right. Mm -hmm. And now one experience can shape other experiences. Like, okay, is it still okay to like open up? I mean, especially when you find out with people who um, have, you know, a good interest in you, but just, you know, it's, how's the execution? Like, how's the delivery? That's, that's the question. Cause I always think people have good intentions, but the delivery needs a little bit of work. <laughs> That's right, man. And I believe too, when I was talking earlier about sandbagging my story is uh, yeah. everybody has an individualized story that is not the same. Everybody has something different. I don't care what journey you're on. Or if you've been on the same one right. as someone else, not every little detail down to a T is the same. Everybody's had different experiences. And that's what I believe everybody's special in their own way too. They, it's like, I believe it's their obligation to share out their story because you never know who you're going to impact. I mean, look at the people we've impacted through just yeah. this and how many lives we've helped. Like you said, you know, following up, being authentic and intentional with that. Um, I just believe that, you know, being those two things are some of the best things that this world's truly lost. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. And that's why, you know, this podcast is called Men of Action. So that way we can stop being men of inaction because men have kind of fallen on the wayside of things mm -hmm. and kind of start picking your lives back up in a very positive, real, authentic manner. That's, you know, for the common guy that just needs support, needs community and wants to better their lives because I think people are hungry. They just don't know what to do because they, they watch all these motivational videos. They watch, always like how to get their lives better and they get so captivated by all of it. And then obviously one of the most common themes you see in Twitter is that paralysis by analysis. Like, like when you realize and take a step back of how difficult it is to change your life, how difficult it is to do a 180, especially when you feel lost and broken, and you don't even know where to start. Yeah. And I think that's where social media can really kill a lot of people as far as motivation, because people only see the highlights. They only see the good stuff. They don't see the, the, uh, the bad days, the, the doubts, the failures, all right. that. And, you know, that's one thing I try to do is because I fail a lot. I'm not going to lie to right. you. I mean, even to this day, I don't care how good I've gotten at a squat. I still fail deadlift, lunging, whatever that is that I struggled with. I still fail every day because I put myself in those situations and I try to be very intentional about not caring what other people think and posting my my failures on there because I believe that people get so caught up in seeing what people do and they think oh this is just sunshine and rainbows the whole time they don't understand how difficult it truly is yeah yeah I know I've I as you know like I'm that's one of the biggest decisions I try to make too is just being a little bit more vulnerable and like open about like hey not every day is gonna make our day not mm -hmm. every day is gonna be like hype and I know there's a lot of people who like who might say like Oh my gosh, dude, you have like unlimited supply of energy. It's like, yeah, you see that for like a brief moment. You don't see like crashing or like 
trying to figure out how to plan different things. So, and that's why I appreciate about you though, too. I mean, I, I really do because I see you post who wins and the times you learn and just kind of like, but the one thing I do appreciate about you that I see a lot, it's like, you don't stay down. Like you have that grit about you that you don't stay down. Like you might be down for a minute and that might be a couple hours. That might be a few days, but it's never longer than past that. And then you're like back to, all right, back to the drawing board. Okay, let's figure this out because clearly I don't want to go back. And I think that's what's, I think that's what's also very empowering when we do take time to reflect about our past. It's not that we get down about it. We might for, again, a couple of seconds, but it's that reminder us of who we don't want to go back to. And that's why um, there's, um, with the Mulligan brothers, there's a motivational one with a monk. And here's some about a mistake. And I've been kind of teaching on this Really, as a like, I love the concept. He says, when you do something wrong the first time, it is not a mistake because you have an opportunity to correct it. He says the mistake comes from when you repeat it over and over again because you're not willing to learn from it. Mm-hmm. That is the true mistake. And when I heard him speak about that, that just gave me a different, whole different outlook about what really is a mistake. And that's just not learning from it. Mm-hmm. And in our, both our cases, it's not going back to the person who we were. Mm-hmm. And it's striving to become better and become the best version of ourselves. And that's, a, that's for our life. I mean, we're always going to be striving to be better. Yeah. I mean, amen to that, man. That's, uh, that's a great point that you bring up because I look back at a lot of who I used to be. And, and I'm like, man, as much as I love, like, I don't have any regrets of where I am now because I wouldn't be here unless I went through those tough times. But I also am like, I got to be better than I was yesterday. And I think a lot of that came from learning. Like you said, you see me kind of like, I'll get down sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. I post about it. And then yeah. I get back to the drawing board. But that came with a lot, a lot of time and patience to get to there because, you know, starting wrestling, it took me six years just to get my first win, get my first hand. Really? It took you six there. years to get your first win. Yeah, started in like wow. kindergarten, went all the way up until sixth grade just to get my my first hand raise at uh at there, and then it took me another five years just to get on varsity full time once I hit high school, because um, I started in seventh grade on the varsity side of things, and mm-hmm. it took me five years to get up to that rank, and and it came with a lot a lot of downfalls of like just kind of slowly tricking down just because I I couldn't learn from to get back to the drawing board to get back to a better mindset and obviously I was young um but yeah. I was very ignorant it took me a lot of time though to to get to a position now where I can just let it go within even a day's time at most if that but uh I can just get back to there and be like all right another day another opportunity god's presenting it we got to attack let's get it you know that's impressive because so many kids would just quit you know they yeah, get their first win so I, so many kids would be like well, I hate this. this is stupid. You know, I'm not winning. And I know you you said your dad really did wrestling, right? Yeah, he's the one that got me into it. And it's funny, even like for as, as hard as my parents were into wrestling and, you know, wanting us to do it, even there came a point in like high school where they were just like, are you sure you want to keep doing this? You know, they see us struggling, but I'm like, ah, just something about it tells me I need to keep going. And that's where I got blessed with, uh, wrestling in the state tournament my senior year i got to wrestle at state and i got to be a captain all year so that was really a a special time that that shows you how much grit you have (laughs) and like another famous line goes you know hard work beats talent when talent doesn't show up yep that's a big one so i can't take credit for that one 
<laughs> yep, there it's on a back on the backs of a bunch of wrestling shirts. I'd go to tournaments when I was younger and I'd see that quote like a hundred times and it stuck with me. Like I can still remember it at like six, seven years old seeing that. Wow. I just heard of that quote maybe like two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's the truth, man. Like that's one of my living epitomes that I like to say is I I don't have a crazy amount of talents for what I do. I just knew how to put my head down to the grindstone and just work. Yeah, and that's and that's why you're so successful. I mean, honestly, you know, just that hard work and that grit, that daily reminder, and even and it's because of all that now you've got a higher calling, you know, a calling to inspire others. I remember when you posted having the opportunity to speak in church. I'm like, good. Because that's practice. Because soon, man, you're going to be speaking to the nations. You're going to be that's speaking. Cool. I can just, I don't know why. I just had that, like, just that thought process. Like, it just happened, like, immediately. Like, you know what? He looks so comfortable having the mic, sitting down, and just talking. Like, you looked comfortable. You didn't look nervous. You didn't look anxious. I'm sure you're feeling all that stuff on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. But there's just something about your presence in that picture that just, like, this just looks like what he's supposed to do. Just speak into people's lives about overcoming obstacles, whether that be a physical, mental impairment, nothing that was your fault or anything like that. And just really speaking words of encouragement to someone in need. Mm-hmm. And like I just, you just had that vibe, you had that look, and you just like, I wish I, you know, I don't know if you have like a recording of that video. But the church, it's on YouTube, man. I got it. I can send it to you. Yeah, send it. Yeah, send it and um, to me, and I'll make sure I put that definitely in the description below. Because you know what? Spread some God, spread some hope, spread some cheer, and spread some that you can overcome the odds. And I, I definitely want to watch that. I want to see you speak and just to see how powerful that picture looked, and to now to see the video behind the look. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. Like you said, I was full of nervousness. Like the devil was trying to tear me down minute by minute as they're playing worship music before they introduce like everybody and they they play a quick little video and then I'm up right away. And I, I can't tell you like the devil is trying to make me stutter on my words, like just start yawning in the middle of it and just dude, it was insane, like trying to not focus on stuff. But once I once I got prayers from all you guys in the community and Twitter and just started posting about it, like I saw all right, like I'm feeling better now, you know, and it's crazy. The power of God in his house was like with me there the whole time. And what's crazy is I didn't even have to think about what I said, even though Mm -hmm. it was like the second time, but you know, I said it a little bit different in each one. I didn't have a script. I just went off basic memory. I felt as if like God was speaking through me. I didn't have to say a word. I just like, it was just coming out like just naturally. And uh, like I said, every time was a little bit different. I missed a couple little things, but being my pastor just said, he goes, Hey, there's a timer up there. He goes, you'll see it. Just go at about the 10 minute mark. If you can and keep it within that range. And and I went like perfectly to 10 without even having to think. And I got done the third time. And I was like, man, I don't even, I don't even know what I just said up there. Like that was not me speaking. And it was insane. Um, how like my nerves just eased and seeing the power of God through that. Cause that was like the beginning of my faith too, man. Like I, I didn't understand God. I didn't understand the church a crazy amount. I was just kind of there learning on the go. Like I am even to this day, but I was just so like, Whoa, this is pretty crazy. The power that I have within me right now. It, it really is because the more that you grow into your faith, you're still going to feel nervous. You're still going to feel a bit anxious about it. That doesn't necessarily go away. 
what changes and what really impacts is when you allow God to work, like when you become the vessel and you just have to open up your mouth. And when you have ideas and thoughts just come out of your mouth that you're like, where did that come from? Because that's not that's not at all what I was thinking. You know, truly know that God is speaking through you. You know mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit in you is speaking and you're just being obedient and opening your mouth to form the first word. Then it's just history. Yep. So the more that you grow in your faith, the more like the more and more that will happen where I mean, so many times ideas and thoughts that you didn't have before will just come to you and or you don't necessarily know the impact of a word you give and what you do and like how you post and how much that resonates with people. So just keep on growing, man, in your faith and, you know, still allowing God to take control and help you. And you'll be amazed by how many lives you'll touch. And, you know, I just, I just see that within you. I, mean, I see it right now. I swear to talk right now, man, you're just like lining up, man. It's just like, just like, you got a special glow about you right now too. Whether it's the lighting, a little bit of both, but like you just look just like so enthralled in everything that you can accomplish. So as we all know, what is it? Philippians, was it 3.13 when it says, I can do all things through Christ? Something. Yeah, Philippians 4.13. I can oh, do all things through Christ. Okay. I'll fight this one verse. Not too bad. I'll take that. Yep, absolutely, man. Yeah, that's one of my first verses I ever learned. It's probably the most popular one you hear of, but it still holds true, man. Hey, that's, it's like cliches, right? They're there for a reason and they're repeated for a reason because as people, we forget easy, right? We really do. When we allow fear and doubt and insecurity to rule our lives, it happens so easily that we forget. That's why we need to always have those like key things always at the forefront of our minds and our hearts, more importantly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got between that one and John 14, 27 is another one, you know, where that one discusses, um, I think it's uh, peace I give you, peace I live you. I'll, I'll post it up here. So that's a. I think it's my it goes along the lines of that, though. Yeah, I think it goes like peace I live you, peace I give you, nice world gives, but as I give, some, mm-hmm. something. I'll, I'll make sure we post it up here because, you know what? Just have a good moment to express some God right now on this podcast and, you know, having people who believe to give that hope to someone who else needs. And also show we have, no one's perfect on this podcast and we're just all taking action and learning together and just having fun. You know, that's right, man. Action is everything. God's leading it. Amen. So as we kind of wrap up things, what's something you kind of want to leave off with someone maybe that was in your shoes or someone who's maybe just going through like a lot of doubts or insecurities? Uh, keep going, just keep going. Don't ever quit because the minute you quit is the minute you solidify in your mind that it's okay to do, you know, there's obviously a time and place to stop something, move on to the next task. But I truly believe if you keep going, it could lead down so many roads and it just keeps narrowing off into a whole bunch more opportunities and you never know who you're going to meet. So, uh, I guess if anybody out there is struggling, just keep going, just find new ways to grow new ways to learn new people to be involved with. And, uh, and if this podcast finds you just know it's God work and it's your sign to keep going, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cause Austin, you are a man of action. You are someone who has reclaimed your life and you're constantly working on your life and consistently being at it, being that strong man. I can't wait for your next competition. I can't wait for the opportunity to actually now meet you in person and ask me one of the things. I know I'm not doing the Spartan race this time, but 
I, I, I'm looking at the House of Steel in October. I'm looking at that kind of date. So yeah, one of those days we're going to meet each other, man. And it's just going to be a blessing because, man, you bless my life. And so, and also, also bless your life. So make sure you go follow him. All his social media things will be in the description below. Support him on his journey. And if you're interested in being a strongman, hey, sure you can learn from this guy because, heck, I'm always being inspired. I mean, that's how I got inspired to want to squat 300. Not there yet, but progress is progress. So go be a man of action. Take your life back and be blessed.